This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello and a very good evening to everyone joining us from Sydney and uh, good afternoon, good morning everyone who is joining us and listening to us from India. So in the monthly podcast that we have from with CSSA GIM, in this time we are talking about a very critical topic of plastic waste which I know that a lot of us keep on talking about. We also have a special guest along with Professor Sri Rupa Sengupta, who is joining us from Goa Institute of Management. This time we have got Dr. Samir Joshi, who is also the Honorable Treasurer Governing Council Indian Plastics Institute. When we are talking about how the plastic pollution is becoming a major issue, not only for India, not only for Australia, but also for countries around the globe. So let's start off this discussion, you know, probably from uh, Dr. Samit Joshi to understand how big is this issue at the moment and what kind of impact it's creating on the world as a whole. Namaste, as they say from India. Hi, Saurabh. Hey, George, how are you? As they say in your part of the world, it's a great honor and pleasure for me to be with you today. You know, I'll begin about sustainability. The world has changed like never before. You know, one small virus, perhaps one ten thousand the size of a full stop, has changed our world. The way we live, the way we think, the way we act. It has, you know, created a lot of havoc on the planet which we live in. And that has helped us realize one thing only. People do not need earth. Earth needs, rather, earth does not need people. People need earth. You know, we always say we have to take care of the planet, take care of the planet. But we have learned that earth took care of itself. The rivers became clean, the air became clean, the sun shone brightly, the flowers blossomed. But we were cocooned in our homes. That's pollution. And to add to the problems, we have the waste issues, the waste, responsible consumption and production. SDGs 12 and 14, they do, though not directly related to plastics, are, you know, related some way or other to, for the plastic pollution. You know, plastic forms an integral part of our lives, from the lush green fields to the clear blue skies. There is never ever a single uh, time of the day where we are not in uh, contact with plastics, beginning from our brush to the high rockets, the fuels, to the baby pants and the diapers, and most important, in the times of the pandemic, the PPE kits, the masks, the worldwide vaccination, which is, you know, great savior for us it is being used by single use plastic syringes so you know plastics are the most used abused hated materials of the world but at the same time they provide protection even though i'm from the plastic community i'm not here 
to promote plastics, but to promote the correct use of plastics and its use. You know, we have a saying in our plastic world, people litter, plastics do not litter. Otherwise, your plastics do not litter, people do. You know, how true it is worldwide we see littering. You know, uh, there is a, uh, you know, we see that, you know, oceans have plastics littered in them. Then we saw the new picture in the new normal or what is going to be the perfect normal that we are living in. Masks littered in the ocean. How did those masks come there? They did not come there by themselves. It was littering. So the most important thing what we have to remember is to change our littering habits and Again, there are worldwide bans on plastics. What is needed is not to ban, but to plan. And the famous words of reuse, reduce, recycle. Reduce your plastic consumption. Use it wherever only needed. Reuse when possible. Recycle and then let go. These are some of the initial thoughts that come to me. Thank you so much, Dr. Samir. And those were really critical thoughts that you just shared upon reduce, reuse, recycle. Before I move to Dr. Sri Rupa and, you know, get some insights from her research that she keeps on doing, I would also like to um, ask George, you know, when we talk about reduce, reuse, recycle, a lot of the things we keep on talking about, yesterday also we had this climate change conference at Scotland. But, you know, again, again and again, we just keep on coming back to that, that what are we doing in terms of actionable results? And is it really practical enough at this moment to talk about that governments have stopped taking that action from their point? Isn't it, George? Well, I think like most things in this world, the talk is cheap. It's the action that actually achieves something. And um, the if we, if we go back to my younger days as a... Uh, uh, as a child, we didn't have a yellow bin. We didn't have a green bin. It just all got thrown into the tip. And slowly people started to get educated about separating. And then we brought in the 10 cents a bottle. So we, um, there are hundreds, thousands, probably millions of cans uh, and bottles every year now that, that are being recycled. When it comes to plastics, I think the the the... the Worrying thing for me is that the something like only 14, 15% is being recycled. It's, it's, um, it's a horrendous situation. And so, but governments, governments don't actually make change. Um, and I agree with Dr. Samir, it's the people that make the change. Now, the government can make a ruling but you've got to decide to do something about it. Um, I've got three bins here, but if I choose not to use one, doesn't matter what the government says, I've just thrown the, the wrong product into the wrong bin. So I think, I think there's a lot of work to be done. One of the other frightening things for me is doing some research about the fact that um, bird life and, and, and fish um, are already contaminated with plastics. The, the, the seawater is contaminated with... So we, we are literally drinking plastics already. Um, and I think the more people start to understand that and the more we promote the recycling and the reusing, um, that's the way out of it because setting a rule doesn't, doesn't mean anything unless you're going to get the people to support it. 
And how important is this topic, uh, Professor Sri Rupa, because you have done research in sustainability and we've already seen a lot of delay happening in terms of uh, the actions that should be taken now moving from government. Let's move to the people, you know, we are trying to uh, create awareness amongst communities right from the schooling to universities to people who are in jobs, but still somehow there is uh, this act of negligence on our part that we don't need to follow, you know, what will happen, nothing will happen to the climate, nothing will happen. So that's in India, we call it as a chalta hai attitude. Um, you know, in Australia, you can say that that's fine. You know, whatever you have to do, just do it. So how long will it, how long can we strive with this kind of an attitude? Thanks, Shaurav. And uh, I'll take cues from what Dr. Samir and also George mentioned. So uh, I agree with Dr. Samir when he says that, you know, uh, it's, it's the people who litter. And, uh, you know, <laughs> plastics really, it keeps, we keep on abusing it, but it's us who should be more aware. And I also agree with George that uh, when he says that uh, government has its rules in place, but nothing really matters if you are not following them. So uh, what basically boils down to is your own behavior and your own mindset. Um, one good point uh, of uh, this UN SDGs, I would say, is that we have begun conversations on a lot of issues which probably were not in the limelight for a very long time. And because there is a definite goal on responsible consumption and production, so uh, be it at the level of schools or colleges or institutes like the Goa Institute of Management, there is a certain urgency to actually make the students aware. Now, when I say making them aware, which means you're literally talking to them every day and nudging them. So that nudge is there and it's a more stronger force which is at work. And the whole hope is once you make individuals aware, they will change their behavior. I am not saying it; the change will happen um, in, in a very short period of time. We anyway have very uh, limited time to respond to SDGs. But at the same time, uh, I am very optimistic and I do see changes that have happened. I'll just give you the example of uh, Goa Institute of Management. We are more aware now of waste segregation. We at least try and consciously follow where the, you know, where we need to put our um, products and in which bin it needs to go. Of course, there are people who wouldn't listen to us, but most of them, 90% would do it. And it's not only within the institute, but also within the community. I see slow changes happening. And um, I, I am sure that more and more we discuss, I, I sometimes feel that at times we just also stop discussing. More and more you poke people, you tell them that, look, you're not going in the right direction. And ultimately, how long are you going to consume plastic? Uh, more you have these discussions, there would be some change. But again, uh, I really don't know how long would that take. And the longer we take, we are going to harm ourselves. So we're going to harm our own health. That is my bigger worry. Absolutely. So I think it's also very important that are we looking only at the thing that we have to recycle and segregate the waste? Is that the only need that we have? Or we are looking at, okay, let's not focus on segregating the waste. Let's focus on converting that waste into energy. You know, waste into energy is another thing that we look at. I had a conversation with George a few days back 
and we were discussing on one of the ideas that we had in our mind related to sustainability and waste conversion where he said that why are you focusing on segregation of waste you know that should not be the focus in this era we should focus towards uh, converting that waste into energy because then we are also bringing a lot of touch points into picture as to figuring out why is the customer not segregating the waste you know there can be different reasons because of their casual attitude because they don't think it's necessary um what are your views on this dr samir on the basis of your experience of dealing with uh, dealing in this industry with so many people you know uh, we are in that age where we talk of circular economy where nothing is wasted you know the last waste is converted to something you know say so we have a concept of upscaling rather than downscaling and energy recovery and sending it to landfills that is going to be an option where nothing can be done so of course as george rightly mentioned and as far as if we don't have segregated waste waste to energy is the best option i'll give you some small examples i travel the length and breadth of india and you know we collected 200000 plastic bottles and made the world's largest t-shirt from 100% plastic waste and that got recognition in the guinness book of records which awarded us the certificate on 5th of jan 2018 you know more than that our message wants six 1 liter bottles if not thrown away or discarded can clothe the child that t-shirt was cut into 10000 small bottles so in 10000 small t-shirts and distributed to underprivileged children another example i will give you you know we see all this plastic flecks around us right, banners especially in india one startup has recycled them to plastic bags one startup here has you know converted the ocean bound plastics or the multi layer plastics which has a metal layer a plastic layer into eco bricks which can be used for houses so you know a lot of startup ideas and of course the energy uh, the burning of plastics which is not recyclable in cement kiln or cement factories gives high value calorific value so waste to energy is also one of the answers but that is not the only answer as sirupa madam said you know mindset change thought change that is happening and when the world is embracing circular economy it is our uh, important fact to do to educate the children to you know make it a circular economy that's what i can say for this yeah and uh, you might not be knowing you know george is very critical in also teaching you teaching people in changing mindset so i would love to get george thought on this that uh, you have uh, tried to mentor students on changing mindset what are your thoughts on changing the mindset of people when it comes to this particular issue uh, i have said this several times when this discussions come up with different people in recent times and that's a good thing to know actually that um when 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 we're talking about doing this topic today um it reminded me it's interesting because this topic has come up in about five or six of my conversations in all different areas of my my general daily life so so i, I agree dr sarupa that it's definitely being talked about more people are aware but i was saying to somebody oh, probably about two weeks ago 
I, I personally believe that we, we, we're not doing a very good sales and marketing campaign. And for the good doctor's benefits, I'm, I'm, my background is sales and marketing and, and training people in sales and marketing. So I, I actually think that one of our big problems, not only with, the, uh, with plastics, but, but also the environment and that, we spend a lot of time badgering people and telling people that the world is going to end, the world is going to end, and all of this. The concept of the world being created, people can't get their head around yet. And we've been studying that for how many years? So the concept of our world disappearing, it's beyond the mere mortal brain for most people. So, but when you start to look at things like, um, I'm just reading off, just grabbing some figures from here, but but there's... Um, $419 million of economic value each year is lost by not recovering all PET and HDPE plastics um, in, in Australia. Uh, One million tonnes of Australia's annual plastic consumption is single use. 70 billion pieces of soft scrunchable plastics. There's a, another part here. Um, by 2050, it is estimated that the plastic in the oceans will outweigh fish. Now, for me, if I took if I took a, a plastic item and I took a cup of water and I put the plastic inside that, and that represented plastic, and I then started saying to children, "There's going to be more of this in the ocean than these," and had fish. It's a concept that kids can see, that people can see. When you when you tell me that um, our t our climate's going to rise by 0.325 degrees and that's going to affect me something or other, it, it's beyond most people. But when you start to say to people, you realise there's 130,000 tonnes goes into the ocean just from Australia. And if we had a graphic of that, then people can see it, you know. Um, that's why when we when we do advertising for aeroplanes or, or for travel overseas, we see an aeroplane in the sky because that's what people can get their head around. So I, I think I think the education's got to start young, but it's also got to be um, it's also got to be for adults and it's got to be simplified. I'm not saying we treat people stupid that they're stupid, but make it something that you can get your head around. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, act, until, unless and until we are not taking actions, it will be very hard for us to see those tangible results in front of us that we want to see for a world where plastic waste is not an issue. Um, but again, you know, coming back to Dr. Sri Rupa and um, also touch basing upon an important point which was discussed yesterday at Glasgow conference, since we are discussing about climate, where again a target was set up that uh, the negotiators placed in Paris six years back as well that they would aim to keep the planet from warming more than 1.5 degrees Celsius. That is again a target we have kept, right? Which is, and this is also a target, but targets have been kept and kept and kept, right? Uh, but they have not been met. So is it because of the politics also coming into place between the countries? Or, you know, again, it comes to the mindset, but I think it's beyond the mindset because mindset is one point. It's also about the government's 
creating an environment like Dr. Samit has based upon a critical point that you need to have those startups, you know, they, there are already startups coming up in this space. So governments are trying to create that environment, but are they taking it to the end point or is it that just the first point coming into place? So every touch point is important, isn't it, Dr. Srirupa? Um, I agree, sort of. So I'll again start with the mindset. Uh, I would say first, of course, is what George meant and very rightly said, is uh, breaking down that broad vision into really simple, um, you know, things which people can actually understand. So a personalization of the message. If you tell me my health is going to be affected and I will not leave, live a really healthy life, despite all the wealth that I ac accumulate today, I'm surely going to be a little more serious about the targets which are there. I may not be aware fully, but I'll try to see and I'll also teach people around that, uh, you know, this is something which is going to affect me. Now, that is at a very individual level. Now, when we say that why aren't targets being met, it is also that many a times we don't know how to actually meet the target. Now, in India, for example, there is this tendency of working in silos. If there are startups, and of course there are startups who are doing extremely good work. Now that startups also need to be connected, one, to the community so that the community can benefit. And that definitely is the responsibility of the government. We having a federal structure, which would mean the state government also being more responsive. On the other hand, I think institutes like us, we also need to collaborate with the startup. Because we have and we do teach um, people to be better managers and leaders, which means we are training people to join the industry. So if we can actually tell our students that, look, one is, of course, we are telling you to uh, cut down on your plastic use because and to change your habits because it will help your uh, it will affect your health. On the other hand, uh, we can also tell them what can you do to reuse the plastic? How can the organization that you sort of be a part of, how can the recycling happen? And how can you actually support startups who are on the recycling path already? Can you buy the products from them? Because they need consumers. Why do you always have to buy plastic products? Why can't you actually buy recycled products? So the conversation has to be, I think, on both ends. One, of course, trying to change your habits. On the other hand, also creating that market for recyclable products and doing a very aggressive campaigning on it. I don't see that aggressive marketing or campaigning happening for recycled uh, products. We are getting into it, as I said, discussions are there, but the pace is really very slow. And each of the stakeholders have a very important role to play if we have to meet a target. So what I can figure out from your um, discussion, Dr. Sirupa, is it's all about joining the different dots. The dots are already present in the community and the market and the government. It's just about those joining those dots. So, you know, again, throwing back that same question to Dr. Samir, what's stopping us from joining those dots if those dots are already present in the uh, market? Saurav, you made a nice comment, Chalta Hai attitude. We cannot it is for you, me, planet Earth and ourselves for our future generations. And I'd like to take you back a little two, three years ago. 
5th of June 2018. Every year, 5th of June 2018 is celebrated as the World Environment Day. And the it has a host country and a theme. That 5th of June 2018, the host country was India. And the theme was beat plastic pollution. And our honorable prime minister took a pledge to, you know, eliminate single-use plastics by 2022. And we are taking the efforts. You know, joining the dots is very rightly said. And as Sirupaj and George said, thinking, the thinking has happened. Now is the time to act. The government is acting. The NGOs are acting. We have now rules in place where all the stakeholders have to work together to form a better planet for all of us to move in. And as we pass through 2021 and beyond, this, if you remember, 2021, onwards the decade is the ecosystem restoration so everyone has to act and the government of india i'm also part of some committees and of the government and the will is there the action is there and efforts are being put if i can take you one back memory the swaj bharat mission or the clean india movement started on 5th of uh, sorry 2nd october 2014 it has started giving results and the dots are connected the action has started it is just but karna hai bas karna hai absolutely wonderfully put in uh, there dr samir because um, when this swach bharat or clean india movement was started on 2nd of uh, october i think it was one of the best social initiatives many people have started it uh, it's not about giving credit to anyone but this is something which is quite incredible because nobody started it with that influence that you are able to reach out to the crowds because, uh, you know, a lot of people follow him as a prime minister. And when he reached out to his followers, it was that he's also communicating a very important message. When he compared India with countries like Singapore and other European countries and said that if you want your country to be that clean, make sure that you take care of your surroundings as your home. Consider your city as your home. Consider your neighborhood as your home it's not only about where you are sleeping or where you are having dinner it's also about you know where are you going out with your other friends in your neighborhood is that clean are you taking care of that in the same manner as you would take care of your own house and i guess george will pretty much relate with me on that part in australia we try to do that with the cleanliness level but again plastic is definitely an issue which we can relate to in the same manner isn't it george yeah i think um one of the one of the things that strikes me is we've i would suggest that we've probably talked about single use plastic bags and recycling plastic bags i'll say for at least 10 years if not more and there was nothing that could be done with it and then all of a sudden i can't remember but i'll give credit to coles that maybe it was Woolworths. i don't care Coles in Australia, big supermarket, Dr. Samir, uh, big supermarket chain said, by this date, we're no longer going to be putting out plastic bags for all the shoppers. If you want to use a plastic bag, you have to pay 15 cents for it. Now, part of the cynic in me says that they're making a lot more money by selling a bag than they are by giving bags away. However, suddenly when people had to pay 15 cents, they stopped wanting plastic bags. Now, this gave Coles an advantage 
So Woolworths then said, well, we're going to do the same thing. And, and both of them put up their hand and they shouted about being all about the environment and all of that, which, again, being a cynic, that's garbage. Um, all, all, all supermarkets care about is making profits. Um, and, if it, and if it's working for the environment and that gives them a benefit, then they'll do something. But virtually there was, if you remember, Sarab, it was only last couple of years, and, and there was a great outcry in Australia. Oh, this is terrible and all of that. And after about three months, everybody got used to no plastic bags, but if you want one, you pay 15 cents. I, I just came back from the local hardware store, Bunnings, which is our large um, um, hardware chain throughout Australia for the good doctors. You don't get a plastic bag at the hardware store now. There's all the used boxes and you go and you, you do that. Now, I remember when people started complaining about, you know, you used to go to the hardware store and I could get everything wrapped and put in a bag. So it's not hard to do. All we need is people to have the courage to do it. Um, Twiggy Forrest, one of our very wealthy uh, miners in, in Australia who makes millions and billions of dollars out of uh, probably iron ore and, and, and I don't know whether he's in coal or not, but he's certainly in iron ore and all these sorts of things. And with all the, all the um, development with uh, countries now wanting to get rid of mining and get rid of coal and get rid of all of this, suddenly Twiggy Forest is now um, committed to the environment and he's, he's building a sustainable um, uh, energy um, plant up in Queensland. Um, um, now, again, why is Twiggy doing that? Because there's a quid in it. And if, you can, if, there's, a, if there's money in it, then industry will follow. We have spent millions of dollars helping people come up with ideas on wind farms and solar heating and all of this. Let's throw millions of dollars at coming up with a better way of using plastic. How can we do this? And I, I've had people tell me that um, waste to energy has got problems with it because, um, because the, uh, the gases that it creates, if that, gas, if that gas escapes, it's very toxic and all of that. I understand that. Um, if a petrol station catches fire, there's toxic fumes. If a, if a uranium plant explodes, there's toxicity. If coal explodes, there's toxicity. We can always talk about why we can't do something. Let's talk about how we can do something. And I don't think, you know, uh, uh, this is um, recycling, taking responsibility for our plastics. Um, we have a goal here for 2025 to have 20% plastics averaged recycled. That means 80% still not. Wow, but, but we're going to 20%. Well, that's terrific. Do you understand? That means there's four times as much not being recycled. And we're getting uh, PP, 20%, and HDPE, 20%, PET, 30%. Well, that still means we've got 60, 70, 80% not being recycled. So let's let's give out more um, awards or charities, not charities, um, grants or whatever for people to come up with. Um, Dr. Smear, you're saying you're you're involved with the plastics industry. 
let's encourage the plastic industry to work out ways of, of doing the circular path. Let's work out a way of stopping that happening. Because the answer is not to ban plastic today. That is as futile as the people at the moment that are talking about banning coal as our energy source when we still don't have a system that can supply base load energy. If, if, a if Australia shut down all the power stations in Australia, we can generate enough power to keep, it, to keep Australia running, but we can't store it. So, so the idea that we just ban plastic today, that's not going to work either. But if we, if we don't start thinking about how do we replace it, it will never be replaced. Uh, the electric car is, uh, if, if you have a look and see what, what's happened to the electric car over the years, um, uh, the geniuses in, uh, I think it was California in America, paid General Motors Holden, uh, General Motors in America, $20 million to explore whether electric cars should be developed back in the 40s and the 50s. So we gave $20 million to a company that, that made money out of petrol engines to see if we, they would develop an electric engine. That didn't go down so well. We need to think smarter as governments, we need to think smarter as society, and we need to encourage people to step out from where they are. Not make some silly statement that we're going to get rid of this in 10 years or five years. The statement should be we're going to, we're going to get rid of that when we do this. Now, what do we do to get this quicker? And that and comes back to the education. Absolutely. And I think uh, one of the biggest key takeaways from this session is to break those bigger targets into smaller ones and then try to achieve achieve those smaller targets by setting those clear goals as to how you're going to achieve those targets. And I think because this podcast is not only about having a conversation, but we actually want to create some result there. I would be happy if there are some people who want to contact us. And if, you know, UGP can become a part, UGP and CSSA can become a part of joining those existing dots in the market, uh, which are already available in India, Australia, you know, that will be the biggest contribution that we have through this conversation that we are having. And to break down the three things that we talked about is one is the thought or mindset that you should have. Second is the action. Third is the result. I see that we are somewhere between thought and action at the moment. But before we end today's session, which has been a very insightful session, at least for me and I'm sure for the listeners as well, who would be listening to us later on, let's have... Uh, two or three key takeaways from each of the speakers, starting from Dr. Sri Rupa, then Dr. Samir and George. Well, I would say one, of course, is uh, being extremely, right now, being very conscious and responsible of your action and be motivated to do something uh, and positive. Second, do not wait for the government or anyone to tell you what to do. You already know. Now is the time to own it up and to take it forward. And the third, I would say that um, in educational institutes, we have a lot of responsibility. We should also be collaborating with the entrepreneurs who are working in the space of uh, the plastic industry. And we should be promoting the recycled products. 
uh, which in a way is also to educate our students as to how the recycled products can be used in their lives better in a better way um, so i i think that it is uh, it should we shouldn't wait for the government to tell us we are aware citizens it is high time that we own up and take actions for our better health and uh, for creating a better society that's wonderful dr sirupa moving on to you dr samir as dr sirupa said own up actions thinking has started actions have begun as you rightly said we are in somewhere between thinking and actions but the pace has to be increased technologies are there people are there planet is there you know people planet profit that should not be the way it should be planet profit for the people by reducing our waste and making our earth a better place to live in we are we are always there to share our best practices and we will be with you for anything that we can support for thank you thank you so much dr samir moving on to you george well i think the first point i'd like to make is that education and marketing promotions needs to be done to the grassroots level so it needs to come down so as what so to a level that people can understand what it is that we're actually talking about but it's too big to say we're the the global the global this the global that it's got to come back to something that people can actually understand the second thing is i think there needs to be far more effort put into incentives for industries i'm not just talking about grants and i'm not just talking about um throwing money at it in the short term for job creation but uh, we have we have globally um the patent system and at the moment um if you come up with an invention you you and and you're the first one with it and you can substantiate that you have a you have a 20 year monopoly on that invention imagine if governments around the world could come up with a methodology that that the first company that came up with xyz or the first company the first five companies got a 30 year monopoly or a or a incentive where they got a a premium on everyone that was using this technology right suddenly you don't want to just be one of the people that's creating this you want to be the first because as an industry leader you're going to make money out of everybody else and the third one is just something rather simplistic i i really do try to recycle but i i i'm quite happy to put my hand up and say i don't remember what the two inside the circle is and the three and the four and do can i put this part in this and this what i do remember is if you put one bit of um the wrong plastic in the recycling bin um it can pollute that whole run so when in doubt i throw it in the red bin so why not just on every garbage bin on every yellow bin put it all over the place where people can actually see this is what goes in the yellow bin right because i i've spoken about this to people for years ever since all the symbols come up i'm going out to do the garbage tonight 
I'm not suddenly going to get my phone out and look and see what this is. If in doubt, it goes in the red bin. Now, now imagine if just that one simple thing had 5 million places throughout Australia, roughly about 5 million households in Australia. If, if we got 10% of them, that's 500,000. Once a week, one bottle, one something was saved. You start to make a difference. But if we take that through to America, to England, to, to India, to China, to wherever, just make it simple enough and easy enough for people to actually know what goes there and what goes there. Simple but effective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, everyone, who joined us today uh, as speakers and also in the audience. I hope everyone enjoyed the discussion. And, you know, we have these Daily Dose podcasts from Monday to Friday on different topics. Um, and uh, we have also completed two months at UGP. So we would love to thank all of you, you know, who have supported us throughout this journey, who have become a part of this journey till now. And we want to make this now uh, bigger and bigger every day. We would also be happy to, you know, see different speakers coming from CSSA in the coming months. And also, I would like to personally see and interact with Dr. Samir more on UGP through different ways we can and try to make a difference through our conversations. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for your visiting us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, everybody. You. Thank you, Saurabh.